Seventeen years earlier, on September 12, 1930, Kate Hamilton was 11 years old. She sat in the darkened movie theater, her eyes riveted to the screen. Her own existence was forgotten. So was the small California town outside this theater and the house she lived in with her mother and stepfather. The movie theater was like an exotic womb to her, a warm and wonderful place where dreams came true. And it was at the core of this private womb that she gazed rapt at the figure on the screen. It was a young girl. Her name was Eve Sinclair. She was one of the biggest child stars in Hollywood. In this era of hard times, which would soon come to be called the Depression, Eve had come to represent pre-adolescent courage and resourcefulness. Compared to Eve, Kate thought herself a poor excuse for a human being. She was messy, sloppy, and ordinary. Her first five minutes in the theater were always marred by this painful comparison. But then she forgot herself and plunged into the spell of Eve's beauty and charm, only coming to herself again two hours later. The film was over. It was time to go home. Kate emerged blinking into the harsh sunlight of afternoon. The main street of Plainfield, California, lay before her, sleepy, drab, and demoralized, like every other small town in America these days. It was a hot little town, exiled in the fruit-growing fields of the San Joaquin Valley. Though in Kate's mind it seemed worlds away from the glamour of Hollywood, in reality it was only separated from the film capital by about 150 miles— such was the difference between geography and dreams. At last, Kate reached home. It was a tiny two-story stucco house with warped shutters, faded curtains, and an air of seediness. She entered through the front door and passed into the kitchen. Kate opened the refrigerator and poured herself a glass of milk. Then she turned to go upstairs. She had to pass through the living room with its shabby overstuffed furniture, its cheap throw pillows with silk screens of Niagara Falls and Yosemite. In one of the old easy chairs sat her stepfather, whom she thought of only as Ray. He held a bottle of beer in his hand and was smoking a cigarette. He was dressed, as always, in dirty slacks and an undershirt. He was not really her stepfather. Ray had simply moved in not long after the death of Kate's father, a mild-mannered bank clerk who had succumbed to a heart attack five years ago. Kate hurried up the stairs and went into her room, closing the door behind her. At home, she rarely spoke at all. At five o'clock, Kate's door was unceremoniously opened. Irma Hamilton looked in without warmth. Your father and I are going out for dinner. I've left a plate for you in the refrigerator. And clean up this place, she said. Without another word, she closed the door and was gone. Kate spent the evening trying, without much success, to concentrate on her homework and poring occasionally over her folder of Eve Sinclair memorabilia. By the time the downstairs door opened and shut at ten o'clock, she was in her pajamas. No one said goodnight to her. She could tell by the sound of the conversation downstairs that the adults had drunk more than usual. There was a crackle of menace in Mother's strident bantering and Ray's brooding responses. Kate got into bed with her memory of the movie she had seen today. She saw Eve cross the parlor to run to her father's arms, saw Eve running gaily across the lawn of the plantation, saw Eve's sparkling smile fill the screen, and her own world receded in proportion as Eve filled her fantasies.